right, live from Studio 6B. That is Senator Mike Lee's statement. It's good to see somebody come out and actually make a statement. She put that back up since you put it up. We'll start with Mike Lee's statement. Since most Republicans are nowhere to be found, these cowards. Um, but Senator Mike Lee, uh, I think, is right in the money. Both candidates have every right to exhaust every league. Attention to the media here. Attention to the media and attention to every uh, 21-year-old, 25-year-old on TV all day telling us, where's the... What's the guy doing? He's got to be a nice guy. Just concede. Get out of the way there, Trump. Um, Every legal remedy at their disposal under law. Voters on both sides of the political aisle understandably expect, well, I don't know about that, and indeed deserve (laughs) the other side. They don't expect anything. They They just expect power to have a high level of confidence in the result of each election, especially in a close, hotly disputed uh, presidential election. The candidates are uniquely positioned to decide whether to request recounts, verify the accuracy of data, and otherwise take steps to ensure that all the votes have been counted properly and lawfully. That's another word they don't want to hear. I look forward to working with, with whoever candidate emerges as the winner at the end of this process. And that's the key word. It's a process here. This is not uh, – Al Gore was 34, 36, something days. 37. Whatever it was before in 2000. There's a process here. I mean, I got a lot to say tonight. I am so sick of looking at 26-year-olds on TV tell us that oh, Trump says got to get out of the way. Here, it's three day, four days, whatever it is, six days later. We're on day six. He's got to just come on for the country, be a nice guy. These are the same people <laughs> who for four years – would not accept 2016. Exactly. And now they want to get along. Let's unite. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's unite around Joe Biden, who's yeah, about as uh, – who today gave one of the more disgraceful, uh, drama-filled with – with the voice and the presentation and then going the voice going up and going down and leading it, drooling on the mic or whatever the hell he was doing. <laughs> Did you even see the uh, the, the made-up office of the president-elect backdrop? Yeah. Like, that's a real office. Well, I told you this was coming. Yeah. Uh, not that I'm any brain surgeon, duh, obviously. I told you, the media is on the full-court press to, um, to put the pressure on so that it looks like sour grapes, everything that happens after that, so that the, the pressure starts to build. And we'll find out if it's even building for the uh, members of the Supreme Court. Hopefully not. Although I have no hope for Ju- uh, Chief Justice Roberts, but that may be, uh, we may have enough to get by him. But we'll see. But the old, where's the, where's the fraud? Where's the fraud? Bring it. Show it. Six <laughs> days. We're six days. Meanwhile, what makes it so difficult to present the fraud, you got little things here, little things there, people finding this, people finding that. The reason... You can't find the fraud or present it in six days or even less is because of the actual fraud, which was what the Democrats did in all these states for months leading up to the election. That's the fraud going in and changing the playing field. Yeah. That is the fraud. M- meanwhile, the media is gaslighting every single person that there is no fraud. They haven't reported on one of these irregularities, one of these uh, you know, voter rolls that are completely jobbed and, and jacked off. Uh, it's, cra- it's, you know, like the, it's crazy. Good, good choice. I, I, I'm sorry. I, didn't mean, I meant to say like no, we got hijacked. He's yeah. fired up tonight. Whatever. Sorry about that, Dave. Anything goes. I do a lot of hijacking. Yes. Yeah. But he's but Paul's right. They the media doesn't want to talk about it. 
Right. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to report on it. They don't want to talk on about it. Kaylee McEnany comes on today, and I'll play it all for you since no one else would play it, including you know who. who I'm just done with them. Never again will I ever watch that show, did, except did, for you, Sunday night's Levin. Did you hear what it. Cavuto said after it, too, when they cut away on Cavuto? He said something like she was a liar. Like, what's wrong with this guy? He says, well, she's got to have more information than that to back up that unbelievable claim that there's vo- – unbelievable claim – what what is what's Neil doing on the weekends here? Not paying any attention to anything going on? I think he's adding more helium to the size of his head. I mean, it's unbelievable. Here she is, going to give examples of what they're looking at. Meanwhile, all of them all day screaming, "Where's the fraud? Where's the fraud?" Here she is to give uh, examples of the fraud they're looking at and where they're looking at it. Oh, we can't listen to her. We can't listen to this. Oh, the president elect's going to speak. Whoop D. Let's you let's all unify. We're gonna what are we gonna unify around him? He he couldn't even speak in complete sentences again, mumbling and bumbling around like a fool. Yeah, they, they they they're trying to get us all to believe, like you said, Damon, that they're gonna you know oh well this is this is the norm now this is it this is what happened. Meanwhile, uh, what what comes to light when you start to look at some of the you know quote unquote evidence? Well, let's see if evidence of people actually showing up to a, a Biden rally. Let's see that I guess they left all their brand new jeeps parked there and walked away. Not a single state has um, verified. The votes. Not a single state has certified any electors yet. I told you this was coming, that they were on the full court press to make him the president-elect. They think if they just put the name up on their screen, it counts. When you see my crazy town today involving one of our old uh, used-to-be favorite networks, you won't believe it. How just arrogant they are. They just think they put it up on the screen. That, that, that I guess they, they think that means it's real. I couldn't believe some of the things I saw today. Just disgusted with these these uh, talking heads, just scoffing, scoffing at that they're not, you know, God or they're that the Almighty Voice. It's gotten to the point where it's so hard to watch. Yeah, even even so, the white flag Republicans who, who I have not said anything, or the ones that do say, well, you know, we just got to come, you know, come together. Shut up. So uh, the Attorney General, there is some breaking news here in the last hour. The Attorney General. Um, has authorized U.S. attorneys to conduct investigate. Now you watch. The attorney general is going to come under vicious attack. Meanwhile, he's been MIA. We all, all, people screaming about where he is. So here, here we are. He gives uh, authorized U.S. attorneys to conduct investigations into alleged voter fraud if there are, quote, clear and apparently credible allegations of uh, irregularities, un- end quote, that could change the outcome of a federal election. So that's from the Attorney General uh, tonight. And just a little further on this from Ryan Saavedra over at the Daily Wire. He says, Attorney General William Barr has reportedly authorized federal prosecutors so they can finally get in the game here. Federal prosecutors all over the place uh, to pursue substantial allegations of voting irregularities in the 2020 election before the results are certified, which, again, let me remind the media, is I believe December 14th. Although I think they thought it was last Tuesday night when we uh, started dumping votes for Biden at about 125,000 a clip. The AP reported that Barr said in a memo to U.S. attorneys that investigations, quote, may be conducted if there are clear and apparently credible allegations of irregularities that, if true, 
could potentially impact the outcome of federal election in an individual state. So, of course, there's a lot of key things in there to focus on. Obviously, they have to think it's substantial enough to investigate. And, of course, the biggest one is going to be that could, if, if these were true, that they could impact the outcome. And again, you've got people on TV, talking heads everywhere, asking, where is it? And, it's, and, and saying, well, it's never going to be enough. It's never going to be enough to uh, overturn. But meanwhile, you've got states where the difference is, is less than 1%. You have states where it's thousands of votes, 10,000 10, votes. Yeah. That's nothing. You've got states where if you have certain rules, a recount has to happen. You have states where the president can light, rightly call for a recount, rightly call for an audit if, if they think. And now you have the DOJ investigating. The president has a right to all of this, the recalls, the canvassing. Hey, where's the front? Come on, get out of here. Uh, let's move on. You've got people like uh, great journalists like um, John Solomon and the people at Just the News out there. He's got a team of people on the ground. But they have no in, they just they have no interest in talking. The media has no interest in talking about it. Kaylee McEnany steps up the thing and they cut her off today. Well, what the hell do you think she's there to do? Just sit there and say, uh, I mean, what do you think she's there to do? They don't even give her a chance to talk. They don't even listen to it. They listen to it for a minute and a half and the, of the ones who took it, and then they cut her off. They do not want to discuss it. They do not want to ask any questions about it. And there's Joe Biden with the sign behind him, president-elect, giving one of the more reprehensible speeches today, acting like, oh, we got great news today, he says, on the, on the, on the co- taking credit for the COVID yeah. vaccine. <laughs> oh, we got great news today. <laughs> you knew it. Well, what did you, you got great news. What, what, you were falling asleep in your basement. You didn't get great news of anything. So it's just reprehensible what's going on. He's the darkest, um, un- most unhappy, evil, angry old man I've ever seen. His speech today, which I have some of it. And I'm going to play you the parts that I think you need to see. Ugh. Well, <laughs> because let, let, hey, listen, let's be honest. The president may have a door here, but it's not a wide door. It's a slim door, and he's going to have to have a lot of things fall his way. Uh, no more important than the Supreme Court deciding they actually want to try to do their job. Yeah, but he has no court. You know, he has no court of public opinion. He has no support whatsoever. For many the tech giant. I mean, all these new little places that are popping up, like MeWe and Parler, they're, they're not going to reach a fraction of the audience that social media is going to hit, and he's going to have no voice to to you know speak. The truth, and this is scary. When we're really watching as Orwellian as it gets, they have spent months changing the playing field, and that is the fraud. They have spent months unconstitutionally changing the playing field, mostly in Pennsylvania, but possibly in other places as well. The state legislatures have been overrun by these Democratic operatives that have gone into these states and either used the governor, the board of elections, rogue Supreme Courts in Pennsylvania, other courts around. That is the fraud. And they've done it for months. So then you have an election 
especially when it comes to Pennsylvania, where the Supreme Court punted on it twice, thanks to John Roberts. So what is it? What, again, I said this last week, count all the legal votes, count all the legal votes. What are the legal votes? Are they the votes that came in under the last set of rules that the state legislature passed and said, this is, this is how the election is supposed to go, these are how elections are supposed to go, or not? What are the legal votes? Does anyone know? Hey, where's the fraud? This guy should just get out of here. Meanwhile, the voter rolls got dead people on them everywhere. They're not cleaned. And what did they do? They pushed for months and months and years for this, push all these ballots out to these people so they could come back, change all the rules in all these states on what was going to be allowed, blame it all on COVID. There's no exception for any, for, for something like this, a pandemic in the constitution. And, and I hear people rightly now talking about Article 2 that we've talked about for months, and now some are talking about, I believe it's Article 1, Section 4, talking about basically that, that uh, the legislature set the time and the date for um, electing senators and congressmen. But they've already changed the playing field before all of this, which is the point. And you still haven't even mentioned Hammer. All right, lots to talk about. We'll do more on the, um, the Attorney General. I got a bunch of stuff, good stuff for you. I'll play you Kaylee McEnany since no one else would. So you can see what she said, because you couldn't see it anywhere else. And a bunch of other stuff. We're just normal people talking about the issues. The way the American people talk about them around their dinner table. I think that's why people like the show. We don't take ourselves too seriously. We give them news, opinion, sports, comedy, entertainment, music. But most of all, we try to give them love of country, faith, and family every night. We think political news is a big tent. Come on in, live from Studio 6B, 8 to 10 weeknights. You might like it. All right, live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice, Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240. Seeing a lot of um, a lot of talk about real clear politics, having not been one of the locations that hasn't called the race, or people now saying they pulling it back. I don't think they ever called it. I don't think they ever gave Biden on real clear politics 270, and he doesn't have it there now either. And I believe that's always been the case. Although I guess I could be wrong, but I I think real clear real clear politics never gave Biden 270. So that's not a change for them. They don't they didn't pull anything back. I'm pretty sure they never got there, along with us and along with probably some other networks. But the main, all the main ones, obviously, are uh, jumping up and down with the pom-poms. Right. And Arizona still has not been called, and the lead for Joe Biden has drastically dropped from Friday to today. With about, I think they said about 200,000 votes left to count, they, they are trending Trump's way. Well, the he's last only couple, down by 15. Last couple dumps, but they've been small numbers, but he's gotten 68%, which right. I believe is even higher than wow. I think he needed 58. Right, he needed 58. But it's, I mean, it's going to be, people are questioning whether there's enough left to make the, uh, he's going to, ha- he may have to be about 68 to get there. Well, like I said, it, he's down by 15,000 with about 200,000 to go. And if he trends, I think it's less than that. Trends at 68%, that's more than enough to make it up. I think it's less than 200 left, but you could, you could, you could check that and see. I know Ben Berkwam is still out there, but uh, um, again, the fraud here 
is the unconstitutionality of these votes and how they came in. You, you go change the playing field in all of these states. You've changed the deadline for the election. You go in and you change the uh, – you go to a court and you say, well, let's change the state election laws. You go uh, change the rules on how ballots come in and how they have to be signed, verified, uh, postmarked. That's the fraud. And that hopefully is what the uh, Supreme Court is going to take up and say, no, no, no. And those of you saying that the Supreme Court's not going to take it up and somehow that would be some big like, oh, look at what are they doing? No, no, no. They've already shown you that they're willing to take it up. They punted on it before, but uh, Alito issued the order saying, hey, remember, we already told you to segregate all those. There's no, there's no way they would do that if they didn't, have, if they didn't think that they'd be taking this up. Yeah. I don't think. And his order on Friday, which seems like about six months ago now, uh, reconfirmed that. So if they take that up, I mean, again, a lot of things, uh, again, that's why I said, let's not joke ourselves here. He may have a door, but it's not, an, it's not a, a door that has a huge opening. He has a slim opening through a door. He's going to have to have some things go right. He's going to have to win Arizona. Uh, you would think then he has to go back and look at look at Georgia. They got to call North Carolina, Alaska, which I, I just I don't I don't get that. Alaska, ridiculous. Pennsylvania, and then Pennsylvania. The fight's going to be Pennsylvania, and if the Supreme Court gets involved, it's that's where it's going to be, and that's going to be the fight. And all these other things they've issued, if there's something substantial enough in Mich- uh, Michigan and Wisconsin, and all these, and they and there's something they can uncover there about like what. Um, Sidney Powell's talking about, then have at it. And now that the uh, attorney general has let loose on the um, uh, the U.S. attorneys, let's go get in the game. Just think about what's going on, though, in terms of like, let's just say it does flip. Think about how bad the riots are going to be and for how long they're going to be. It won't stop. No. You know, they're so organized. I mean, they were able to deploy thousands and thousands of people for BLM and Antifa is at, at, at the ready. They're highly organized. They're highly funded. It's just this could be this could be blood in the streets kind of thing. This is really scary. It's got to, you well, know, it, you it's know scary times. You know what, though? That's what they've been preparing for. Yes, they That's have. what they wanted. It, it's, it's written out in the Transition Integrity Project. All you got to do is find, the, well, find that website. Look what's happening now. 70 million people who voted for Trump. Look at all the riots and yeah. everything that... No, uh, no. Well, could you show the family no, uh, no, burning down the uh, the supermarket? Yeah. Do we yeah, have that where's clip? all the um, <laughs> Oh, you missed it? You guys didn't see me pick up that uh, brand new 80-inch uh, TV from uh, Target? No. Yeah. No, I didn't right see anything of that. Nope. I didn't see any uh, voters here who voted for the president who think that this has um, been not exactly the most um, – I've seen no uh, – I can tell you this. If no the, big fires. If the riots do start, I'm painting my hair blue and I'm getting one of those OLED TVs. <laughs> we, uh, we, have not, <laughs> we have not had any reporters for Real America's Voice standing in front of any buildings that are on fire with them saying, this is mostly peaceful. I have not seen that. Nothing to see here. <laughs> we've Pull seen, along. We have no peaceful uh, protests with buildings blowing up behind our reporters. No, nothing. So last I heard, Arizona was down to 14,000 with like 75,000 to go. Is that what I heard? Well, we were just talking about this. Yeah, Rick we just, says 200,000. I don't think it's nearly that. I think it's af- half that. This afternoon, I heard 200,000. Okay. And but, it was well, down to 15,000. So, maybe but, we could but find- again, uh, uh, that, that was, you know, 
3 o'clock in the afternoon. I heard that. I don't know what they're up to now. They they could have 199,999 votes to, to still yeah. count. I don't know. <laughs> it's a little slow out there, don't you think? I mean, Florida, Texas, much bigger states all got it done. What's well, going on, Arizona? Plus, it's just it's amazing that the media... One. Not that we, I guess we should. Isn't slightly curious about any of it? Exactly. And they're not slightly curious, not about any of it. They're not slightly curious about the these rules being changed. There's, they're not slightly curious about how the Democrats have gone into these states. They have no interest in talking about the Constitution. They would just rather burn it anyways. Oh, they have no, no interest in applying to how it is supposed to apply to these elections, to the, how the state legislatures are the end-all, be-all power in this. They have no interest. All they have an interest in is saying, well, where's the fraud? Come on, show it, show it, show it. No, nothing. Get out. Well, they, like, they, like it's going to be like we're going to send it to them. Like we're going to be like, <laughs> oh. I, I, you know what? We have it. Just like Adam Schiff. We have it. We've seen it. Don't worry. You'll get it eventually, maybe in four years. Um, but, but I mean, I thought, uh, I, you know, when you look back on last week, last Tuesday, last Wednesday, you could see how the media, how it was, they were all in the tank, how they were waiting. All the other nation, all the other networks, waiting on uh, one particular ones for their decision desk. Yes, to make the call before we, they and they were act like like a few times I saw you know the, the communist news network actually go we're waiting on uh, such and such over at the decision desk and it's like why they got I, I thought, praised. You guys do your own stuff. CNN praised Fox News, like crying about it almost when they called the race. And by the way, you know when they called it? They called it at Saturday at 11 in the morning. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. Yeah, I saw it. Crazy. After they had just said, well, no, we're not going to call it because there's uh, whatever they were waiting on. And then about five minutes later, they couldn't run to it fast enough. Well, George Soros had made a call, so. Let's do the crazy town, G. I can't even wait. I can't wait any longer to get to the crazy town today. So this is um, just, I don't even have to set it up. Just play it. Over, whoever is decided to be the president, remember, just because CNN says, or even Fox News says that somebody's president doesn't make them president. So I think everybody what? wants to know that this was done properly mm. and legally. What is happening? We like, Trace, we've results. called it. And I think we have to look into oh my God. I saw that. So that is one Sandra Smith on the Fox News channel who didn't know she was on a hot mic and a hot camera. As the segment's going on, and the guest says, you know, just because you guys uh, in the media put up that he's the president-elect, that doesn't legally make it so. And she reacts like, it is so. Like, what are you talking about, lady? <laughs> We've called it here at the news channel. Like that, oh, whoa, you've called it. Whoopee. whoop de doo that you've called it. But look how arrogant she is about it. What's going on here? We've called it, Trace. She's talking to him in his ear. Like he's doing the interview. What's he supposed to say to the lady? Oh, you're an idiot. You know, we've called it here at Fox News. Whoa, whoop-de-doo. You've called it. Who gives a crap if you've called it?
The American people, when they turn on the news, they want just the news. Spare me the talking points. I think people are sick of the freak parade on cable TV, night in and night out. People are consuming news these days everywhere, on every device. And we're going to be there. We're going to be fair. We're going to be fearless. We feel like we have a responsibility to you, the American people. News and opinions that are honest and real. Real America's Voice. If there was ever a time to exclusively lock it in on America's Voice, on Real America's Voice, now's the time, by the way. Now's the time. Because um, we're not going to be swayed by anything other than, than real news and, and the Constitution and how this works. We're not going to be swayed by making calls or not making calls that mean nothing. We know how this we know how this works. That's why it's a joke. You got these uh, 22-year-old baby faces saying uh, trying to tell us how it works on TV. They've been in here for they've been in this about 2 seconds. <laughs> oh, come on, tell me it's got to get out of here. Shut up. Who wants to hear from you? You don't even know how it works. You won't even talk about legitimately what the process is here. At least at least present the process. Uh, with some common sense and then let us all decide and, and argue about it if we want to. Yeah, but Damon, they, they oh, saw it on Facebook. Get out. They saw it on Facebook. A fact checker told them. <laughs> fact checkers. It's so aggravating. That's uh, funny. Come on, show us. Where is it? Where is it? You don't have it. Get out. Concede. Oh, his wife's telling him. His son-in-law's telling him. Yeah. Shut up. None of you know. We're sick of hearing you about your unsupported sources and everything else. I mean, what a joke that that uh, Melania told him just oh, just that. roll over and <laughs> come, come on. on. Well, yeah, yeah, sure. so yeah. Also, uh, what Jared was telling him the same it. thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. you know, I mean, Jared's at least I don't know that one. You could debate at least because he's I don't know uh, it's whatever. But um, it's just ridiculous. The over the whole overall arching theme of the media and these people talking about it, yakking about it on TV every day incessantly. Meanwhile, here's Al Gore in 2000. That should at least be the standard bearer, at least 37 days, whatever it was. It's like they forgot about it. They don't even want to talk about it. There's no discussion of the process. No discussion. People, like, again, I go back to that crazy town. Sandra Smith, we've called it. Whoop-de-doo, you've called it. What the hell does that mean? doesn't mean anything. That's He's like- not the president-elect. That's like going on TV and saying you didn't do something. So that makes you innocent. <laughs> Don't work there, that way. There's a system here. It doesn't, he's not the president-elect till minimum December 14th, I believe it is. Oh, we've called it. Didn't you see the nice graphic we put on the screen? He's the president-elect. Yeah, and he, he of course, he's acting like he is. Right. Uh, what, what do you think so far of what you've seen? He what do you think, it. America? Great, huh? He did Mask mandate, he's going to try to push that. Good luck. Hey, didn't he uh, violate the Logan Act? Yeah, we violated. <laughs> I have that clip. We violated. Where's Michael <laughs> Flynn today? He's got to be watching MSLSD with Ben Rhodes. Yeah, can't wait to have him back into government, by the way. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, <laughs> oh, he's already talking to world leaders. Oh, okay, good to know as a, private, as a private citizen that he still is. Since he's not the president-elect. Oh, God. All right, so here's Kaylee McEnany. Since no one else would show it to you today, and they cut her off, I'll show it to you. So uh, roll it, G. Hello, everyone. Um, I'm Kaylee McEnany here today in my personal capacity as an advisor to the campaign. This election is not over. Far from it. 
We have only begun the process of obtaining an accurate, honest vote count. We are fighting for the rights of all Americans who want to have faith and confidence, not only in this election, but in the many elections to come. There is only one party in America that opposes voter ID. One party in America that opposes verifying signatures, citizenship, residency, eligibility. There is only one party in America trying to keep observers out of the count room. And that party, my friends, is the Democrat Party. You don't take these positions because you want an honest election. You don't oppose an audit of the vote because you want an accurate count. You don't oppose our efforts at sunlight and transparency because you have nothing to hide. You take these positions because you are welcoming fraud and you are welcoming illegal voting. Our position is clear. We want to protect the franchise of the American people. We want an honest, accurate, lawful count. We want maximum sunlight. We want maximum transparency. We want every legal vote to be counted, and we want every illegal vote to be discarded. Unlike our opponents, we have nothing to hide. The integrity of our election matters. The Constitution of the United States matters. What we have seen across the country is Democrat officials systematically trying to do an end run around the Constitution to tip the scales of the election in their favor. As Justice Gorsuch wrote in DNC versus Wisconsin State Legislature, our oath to uphold the Constitution is tested by hard times, not easy ones. Last minute changes to longstanding election rules risk other problems too, inviting confusion and chaos and eroding public confidence in electoral outcomes. Pennsylvania is a case study in just this. Allow me to just broadly review three points that have happened in Pennsylvania. Number one, in Philadelphia, poll watchers who are legal, legally permitted to be there and observe the vote count were blocked from observing the count. Our poll watchers were put behind barricades in a massive room. They were many feet from the counting process. And in fact, when you look at all of the tables, many hundreds of feet, in fact, from the tables in the very back. They were completely in the dark, completely unable to oversee the vote count, as was their legal right. An observer on the scene described it this way. Imagine being on a football field. You're on the 10-yard line and expected to make a call in the end zone on the other side of the field. It is unacceptable. An intermediary court ruled on the side of the campaign, on the side of transparency and allowing the poll watchers to observe the count. But what did the Democrat Pennsylvania Supreme Court do? They issued an administrative stay, effectively pushing back our poll watchers and denying them the access they deserve to sit and watch the count. Ask yourself this, what are Pennsylvania Democrats hiding? Why can't poll watchers simply observe the count? Second, Article 1, Section 4 of the United States Constitution clearly states this, the time, place, and manner of holding elections for senators and representatives shall be prescribed in each state by the legislature thereof. That's right, the state legislature is constitutionally the one making the decision. But the Supreme Court of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, Kathy Bookvar, and the Democrat-tilted Pennsylvania Supreme Court have continually disregarded the Constitution, making decisions clearly in the domain of the Pennsylvania legislator. In fact, 
Maybe there's a reason the Secretary of State Bookvar keeps substituting her will for that of the legislature uh, in, an, in a completely unconstitutional fashion. Perhaps it's because she has motive. In fact, she has shown her partisan hatred tweeting this. Using the title, quote, president before the word, quote, Trump, really just means the office of the presidency. We see where her motives stand. And finally, a mere survey of the facts shows that voters in blue counties like Philadelphia County were given certain privileges that voters in red counties were not afforded. The Constitution's Equal Protection Clause requires uniform standards, but Democrat election officials created disparities depending on where citizens lived and where they voted in the state. Some counties set up satellite offices for backdoor early voting, whereas other counties did not. Some counties allowed pre-canvassing where other counties did not. Voters in some counties were allowed to cure their ballots, whereas voters in other counties were not. What Pennsylvania has done is provide a case study into how to tip the scales of an election to functionally favor the Democrat Party. This has gone on nationwide. And I'll leave you with this. In DNC versus Wisconsin State Legislature, in another attempt to count late ballots that arrived after the election, Justice Gorsuch wrote, nothing in our founding document contemplates the kind of judicial intervention that took place here, nor is there precedent for it in 230 years of the court's decisions. He went on to say, no one doubts that conducting a national election amid a pandemic poses serious challenges. But none of that means individual judges may improvise with their own election rules in place of those the people's representatives have adopted. They have taken a global pandemic and turned it into a nationwide electoral epidemic. They have taken, uh, based on what they call a natural disaster, they have used that and turned this into a national disaster. And with that, I'll turn it over to Matt Morgan, general counsel for the campaign. All right, now hold it there, G. So just hold it there before we go to Matt Morgan. So what in there is not um, worthy of broadcast? The fact that she was quoting actual Supreme Court cases, yes. Supreme Court justices, yes. actually laying out some of the things that they're looking at. Yes. What the hell in there is worth cutting her off and saying, wow, she's making these claims. What claims is she making that any person with an IQ higher than 10 doesn't already know? That Joe Biden might not be the president. I mean, do, does it. anybody think that anyone with half a brain thinks that um, you can just stop voting and or, or we've got 170,000 votes of somebody who just voted for Biden and didn't vote down ticket or any of these other things you can point to? that we've talked about for a week on this show, that you don't think anybody with half a brain who doesn't even follow politics listens to those facts, just a pure fact pattern, and say, well, that just doesn't seem, doesn't seem right. <laughs> Joe Biden got more votes than the first African-American president in the history of the country. Meanwhile, this president did better with African-Americans than anybody in, uh, maybe ever. So how does that work exactly? I mean, there's plenty of things here. It doesn't, by the way, it doesn't prove that this should be over, that he, he won or didn't win. It's just fact patterns. Like Trey Gowdy always talks about, what's, what's the fact pattern tell you? And then you find witnesses. Then if you present your case and let the, I mean, there's a process. So what about that that is, is not worthy of broadcasting? It's beyond me to figure out. What did she say that's so outrageous? Making the case. 
Well, they can't they can't have her make the case, Damon. It's all been pre-programmed and, and laid out that the media has to say this. This is what they agreed to. They're all in cahoots. They're all just looking at each other saying, you going to say it first or should I say it first? Okay, if you go first, that means it'll it'll come out better because you're right-leaning and then we'll follow you and then we'll all be on the same page and then we'll all be seeing each other at Christmas parties and, and, and clanking champagne glasses because that's all it is. They just want to be in. They just want to be in with the cool kids. The Democrats are the one that went into these states to change the playing field. The Democrats are the one that went in with the idea to to change the system. The Democrats are the one that went in to go to the courts, to these rogue courts where they could, and try to set it up to crash the system, to overload the system. We've never had mail-in balloting like this. Millions and millions of ballots coming in. We all knew this was going to happen. The attorney general knew this was going to happen. The president knew this was going to happen. They wanted to crash the system, overload the system, change the playing field, and now they want to blame the victim. Who's the president? And the American people and 70 plus million people who voted for him. Now they want no discussion about it. They want no facts presented about it. They want no... Oh, it's a unity though. Everybody's going to unify around this old fool who was a disgrace today who, who spent the whole time hiding in his basement now you know why and i swear to god that video of him saying we put together the biggest voter fraud that was not a slip-up <laughs> it wasn't that was not a slip-up he that was the most honest thing he said the whole damn campaign huh you're right on that yep yep We're just normal people talking about the issues, the way the American people talk about them around their dinner table. I think that's why people like the show. We don't take ourselves too seriously. We give them news, opinion, sports, comedy, entertainment, music. But most of all, we try to give them love of country, faith, and family every night. We think political news is a big tent. Come on in, live from Studio 6B, 8 to 10 weeknights. You might like it. All right, we'll do more, more Kaylee McEnany. Uh, Ronna McDaniel also spoke, and their attorney spoke as well. I'll give you the rest of that here before we end the show. I've got a bunch of stuff as well. Ben Rhodes claiming that Joe Biden has basically already violated the Logan Act, so we should uh, we'll play that for you. Um, <laughs> I've got AOC and her thoughts on the um, the House races and why maybe they didn't win more. That'll make you a lot smarter listening to her. She has <laughs> a thought. That's interesting. Um, okay. I have Hans von Spakovsky, who's an expert in this um, voter election process. Brilliant guy. Brilliant. We'll give you, uh, I got a couple things from him. And then I've got the Sidney Powell bombshells again from Mornings with Maria, who, uh, man, she is so fantastic. So, uh, but right now let's do some sports with uh, Rick Emirati. What's going on, pal? Well, Big D, fraudulent electoral votes and President-elect Biden isn't the only bull you're going to hear about on this show because we got Pro Bull Riders Tours uh, finals from the weekend. 2020 
Pendleton Whiskey Velocity Tour, Sweet Falls, South Dakota, Denny Sanford Premier Center. Mason Taylor earned two round wins at the Pendleton Whiskey Tour over the weekend, taking both the event title and the season championship. Taylor's 90-and-a-half-point ride on Walking Tall secured him the round one victory and propelled him up the standings. He's now ranked number nine. World-ranked number two, Joao Ricardo Vieira, also had a big weekend in Sweet Falls, while world number one, Jose Vitor LeMay, did not. Vieira finished third overall to cut LeMay's lead in the world standings to 424.59 points. 39 of the PBR's best bull riders have officially punched their tickets to AT&T Stadium and the pursuit of the $300,000 event, and for some, a $1 million championship. Unleash the Beast gets underway this weekend, Thursday night, actually Thursday night at 9.30, Big D, in AT&T Stadium. Okay. And NASCAR playoffs reached their conclusion yesterday in Phoenix, the Phoenix 500. Chase Elliott, the 24-year-old, is the third youngest driver to win the 2020 NASCAR Cup title. Elliott's car failed pre-face, pre-race inspection, and the penalty cost him the pole when he, sent, when he was sent to the rear. But he raced his way through traffic in the first stage and then took control of the championship. Elliott led seven times for a three-race high 50, 153 laps. Elliott beat Brad Keselowski, who was followed by Team Penske teammate Joey Logano, and then Denny Hamlin. <laughs> Elliott, who turned 25 later this month, has followed in his father's footsteps. You might recall Bill Elliott, who won the 1988 championship and 16 times was voted by the fans NASCAR's most popular racer. Um, and Chase went on to say, I just never would have thought that this year would have gone like it, like it has, Elliott said. I mean, NASCAR Cup Ch- Series championship, are you kidding me? Unreal. Just hoping I don't ever wake up. So congratulations to Chase Elliott. Class act, the young man. He's got a great future. Good for NASCAR. Um, and the Vivint Houston Open, Big D, Memorial Park Golf Course. Uh, Carlos Ortiz of Guadalajara, Mexico. He shot a 5-under 65 yesterday and ended with a 13 with a 4-day 13-under 267-4-day uh, total to take the tournament Hideki Matsuyama well, nobody, nobody plays the week before the Masters though so he's playing I mean uh, good for him I'm happy for him but he play, he's playing against you know like well me. hold on Dustin Johnson <laughs> played he came in second Dustin Johnson he's going to be you know he's up there I mean Dustin Johnson is a nine to one favorite to win the Masters big day so he was in this Boy, Bryce, he tanks the ball don't he yeah well Bryson DeChambeau is an eight to one and uh, John Rahm is 11 to 1. And good old Tiger Woods is coming in at 35 to 1. This is uh, odds that CBS Resports yeah, and he should be 50. earlier today. So that's, uh, that's going to be the round. That's going to be on Thursday, 7.45 a.m. is the tee-off, Big D. The Masters in Augusta, Georgia. Hopefully the weather will hold out. And just a little college football. Great weekend. Um, actually, Friday night, number nine, Miami beat NC State 44-41. to The big game that everybody had their eyes on was that Clemson-Notre Dame overtime game. Absolutely outrageous. 47-40. to The Fighting Irish jumped to number two in the rankings yesterday. And uh, Clemson drops to number four. They're going to get uh, Trevor Lawrence back. And hopefully they'll start making their run. But kudos to the Fighting Irish. They've been in line a long time. And now they are a legitimate, a legitimate contender for that number one pot spot held by Alabama right now. And well, Alabama's... Any other year, Clemson would be out now. Because obviously they play the softest schedule in college football. So one loss for them, they wouldn't have a chance to get back into the top four. But with this screwed up year, I don't know. Maybe they still will. What do you think about that? I think you're right. I think you're right. I, I, I'm just stunned at how bad Michigan looks. Yeah. Well, what have I told you? I've only told you for years, and you argue with me all the time. <laughs> don't you? Don't you? That's not true. He's <laughs> doing about it Get him out. Absolutely. No. And uh, speaking, speaking not, of crazy, he's, he's like he's CNN right now. Don't buy it. Yeah. 
And speaking of a crazy, uh, crazy weekend, well, the Alabama-LSU game has been canceled for this weekend due to COVID. Um, well, it's actually in jeopardy. It's just about, it looks like they maybe ended up canceling it. A number of LSU players have uh, tested positive. And Mississippi State and Auburn has officially been postponed as well for next weekend. So we'll see what happens there. We'll keep an eye on that. Number seven, Cincinnati continues the roll. They're 6-0 as they down Houston 38-10. to And uh, how about Florida? We can't forget Florida. Big win over Georgia, 44-28. to uh, Kyle Trask, 474 yards and four touchdowns. So, hey, the dogs got rolled over by uh, the Gators. So, great weekend. And Big D, that's a wrap in sports for the first segment. <laughs> yeah. I'll have some more room. Yeah. This is wearing me out here with sports. <laughs> when it's over, Rick, I, I'm not a, not a mind reader here. So, I'm picking Tony Finau, by the way, for the Masters. That's my pick. Are you? I'm picking Tony Finau. So, Ooh. that's my pick. So. All right, let's do some news here with uh, Paul Nolan. Mr. Nolan, what's going on? Well, um, there's a lot of voter fraud going on, so I figured I would uh, I'd start here with just a poll, uh, just the uh, daily uh, poll over here, just the news with Rasmussen. Uh, do you believe, uh, who do you believe legitimately won the presidential election this year? 34% Trump, 49 said Biden, 16 not sure. Okay. So, um and uh, 77% of the Republicans t- <laughs> said Trump. And uh, among Democrats, 87% think uh, Biden is the winner. So, Well, who are the th- who's the 13%? I, you know what? Like I to guess, know that. I mean, it's just amazing to me that not everyone is just sitting here you know, saying, let's just let this thing go to the courts and let's do real investigations, you know, by the mainstream media, Some somebody. I mean, it's our election process. I mean, people are losing confidence in, in media now. In the election, it's a third world country. This is incredible. It's just horrifying. Because that joke. Because, in, because what's the problem? And why why isn't the media looking at it like that? Why isn't Joe Biden himself looking at it like that? Why hasn't Joe Biden come out if he's so confident and say, you know what? Let the, these things need to take their course because the American people need to know that whoever goes into that office was duly elected to represent all Americans. This is our election. It's bigger than either man. It is our election process. He doesn't want to go in, or Trump certainly doesn't want to go back in reelected, uh, f- having half the country think that they're illegitimate. Neither guy does that benefit. By the way, forget the fact that Biden would uh, all the policies that we are going to disagree with every single one of them. But putting that aside, I mean, it's bigger than both men. It's bigger than the election. It, 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 it truly is bigger. Like Paul says, it's a, it's it's the republic. It it stands on this foundation. This is crazy. But you'll never hear that from Biden. You'll never. What do you hear about? Oh, we got good news today on COVID and uh, wear a mask. It's, it's like the, the, this guy thinks all the masks are magic. They're gonna fix everything. Just wear a mask. It's it's, it's everything's gonna uh, everything's gonna be all fine. Right, but didn't you? If you go to the CDC website, didn't it say that people who wore the mask a hundred percent of the time were seventy percent more likely to get? <laughs> COVID-19 yes, than the you, people who never wore them, for all God's the, sakes. All the countries that mandated masks in Europe suffered a spike immediately afterwards. Well, plus there was another one that said uh, of the people who all tested positive, they asked how many of them wore their mask 100% of the time, and it was like 80% of them said, yeah, I wore it the whole time. I still got it. Listen, uh, newsflash, we're all going to get it at some point. Yes. It's you're not going to avoid the flu. You're not going to avoid this. Well, everyone avoided the flu this year. Only seven thousand deaths. They're still about? looking for that flu. It's true. <laughs> they they, they cured. They it. cured the flu. <laughs> Unbelievable. All right, hour two. 
right, hour two, live from Studio 6B, Real America's Voice, Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240. Man, the audience on on Real America's Voice is, um, well, I mean, it's just um, exploding is the only other word I could think of. Week upon after week after week on top of each other. Just amazing. What a, As I tweeted today, what a time. What a time. Um, whatever happens here, the country goes on. We fight for what we believe in. We, that'll continue. But what a time to be bringing um, real conservative news and real opinion. And we separate the two. And you know the difference when you watch Real America's Voice of the two. Now, we do some news on this show, but we don't make any... We're, we, we're, not, um, we're not phony... Uh, propagandists uh, dressing up as journalists like, oh, I don't know, D. Lemon does every night or Fredo Cuomo and try to present that we're somehow we're journal- legitimate journalists presenting you unbiased straight news. Please, stop. But we, when, we do, when they do news on Real America's Voice, they actually do news. I was watching Miranda Khan today. She does the news. And she has guests. She has Democrats and Republicans on. And they talk about the news. And she doesn't tell you her opinion. She does the news. You mean she doesn't fight with the other side? No. And try to argue a point, even <laughs> though she's supposed to be a reporter asking the, I don't know, the who, the what, the where, the when, the why, the how. But- no, she brings on a Democrat. She brings on a Republican. She asks the questions. She lets them go at it. And then she says, thanks. And uh, that's it. Oh, uh, that's boring. I want to then- see Jake Tapper tell the, the epidemiologists from Oxford and Yale how stupid they are. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. None of that. Yeah. He's awesome. And then she'll get the He's audience awesome. what they think, and that's what we do. <laughs> but what a time to be on this network and bringing you, like, just, like right now, the only people in my ear is G and friend telling me how much I suck, and that's it. They're not telling me. <laughs> they're not telling me what to say, what not to say, what we can discuss, what we can't discuss, what clips I can go to, what clips I got to pull, what we can go to live, what we can't go to live. None of that. Oh, well, you sign their paycheck. Dude. We'd have oh. to pay attention for that. That's true, too. That's a tall order. Call the race. Don't call this. Call them that. Don't call them that. None of that. And that, by the way, goes for every show. Yeah, well, Newt Gingrich, well, Soros paid for it all, and then what? we got to cut the commercial. Right. None <laughs> of know, that. We can't talk about that. I don't think we should bring that up. No, that's not, that's not happening. So what a time to be in, in, in there, especially if, uh, God forbid, if this doesn't work out and we get this numbskull for four years. In two years, and we'll see what happens. We're in a good position in the House and Senate. And uh, Joe Manchin today came out and said, I will not vote to end the filibuster, and I will not vote to pack the Supreme Court. This is the Democrat. And by the way, it could come down to a single vote or two. And if, God forbid, if we were to lose both runoffs, it would be 50-50 with Kamala Harris being the tying vote if it was needed. But we know how reasonable she is. Yeah, but you're you're discounting the Mitt factor, that idiot. Well, Mitt's Mitt's up for the running to be HHS secretary, so he would that would. By the way, I'd be all for that. <laughs> Biden can take him, get him out of the Senate. It would be the best thing for the Republicans that could happen. Yeah, put him into HHS, put him anywhere, put him as garbage collector. Who cares? Get him out of there. Put him in Creepy Joe's basement. Put him anywhere. <laughs> take him out. That's fine by me. But uh, Manchin said today, I'm not voting for the filibuster, and I'm not voting to pack the Supreme Court. These uh, this is too important. And with, if you end the filibuster, the might as well not have a Senate. What the hell is there to do? So good for him if he sticks to it. 
Uh, and he'll, he will come under enormous pressure not to stick to it if, God forbid, and again, I sound the alarm now in Georgia. Let's get on top of this now. Let's put people in place. Let's get the state legislature on the move. And let's set up some rules here that are going to be followed. Whatever the playing field's going to be, let's set it down now so everybody knows and it operates on the same playing field. And everybody get off their ass and go vote in person. And that's it. And let the chips fall where they may. If people want to become Venezuela, let them vote that way. If people don't, let them vote that way. And let's find out. So, all right, let's go back to um, Kaylee McEnany and let's uh, see a little more of that since no one else will show it to you. Go ahead, Jay. He looks different. Thank you, Kaylee. As Kaylee stated, the election is not over. Tabulation and canvassing continues across the United States. And today in the United States District Court for the Middle District of Pennsylvania, the Donald J. Trump for president and two representative voters filed suit against the Secretary of State in select counties, alleging two things. Number one, a violation of equal access based on a lack of meaningful observation and transparency, particularly in Democrat-controlled counties. And secondly, a violation of equal protection based on disparate treatment between Republican voters and Democrat voters. But what does this mean in layman's terms? What does this mean for all of you? What this means is if you are a Democrat in Philadelphia, you are allowed to work outside the bounds of the restrictions on fixing defective ballots, sometimes referred to as curing. But if you're in Republican counties in the state of Pennsylvania, you are not allowed to do that because they're strictly following the text of the statute in Pennsylvania. Secondly, if you are a Republican in the city of Philadelphia, for example, you are not allowed meaningful access to the observation of the vote tabulation process. If you are a Democrat in a Republican-leaning county in the state of Pennsylvania, you were allowed that access to meaningfully view the ballots as they are being counted. There are, in Philadelphia and Allegheny counties, there were over 682,000 ballots that were tabulated outside the view of our observers who are entitled by law to review those ballots. And we believe that a meaningful review of those ballots could discern that there were ballots that were illegally counted. Our relief that we're seeking at this point is to enjoin the Secretary of State from hurrying to certify the results before they were completely tabulated or canvassed so that we can obtain that meaningful review and discern within those 682,000 ballots at least, and there may be more throughout the state, whether or not there is disparate treatment for Republican voters and Democrat voters in the states, uh, and whether Democrat voters were disproportionately allowed to cure or fix their ballots in some locations in the state and not others. And for example, even at a minute level here today, we are very close, we are very close to the automatic recount statute in Pennsylvania, and this lawsuit itself could, could change that or swing that small discrepancy. So this is the relief we're seeking at this time, but I would also urge the press and those out there that this is step one of a process. We are within our rights to look into these irregularities. We were in our rights to observe the votes as they are being tabulated. We will observe those, and we believe that this lawsuit takes us one step closer to closing the gap in the, the vote differential in Pennsylvania. And at this time, I'll turn it over to the Republican chairwoman, Ms. McDaniel. Thank you. 
thank you all for coming. I'm going to start with uh, some of the irregularities we've seen in the state of Michigan specifically, and and then I'll go a little bit broader. Uh, but Michigan is my home state, and in the county, uh, Wayne County, Republican poll watchers were denied their legal right to monitor the election and purposely kept in the dark. Both literally and figuratively, poll, walker, poll watchers or poll election workers blocked windows and padlocked doors. Obviously, that's that's not going to instill confidence. Um, there are thousands of reports of poll watchers being intimidated and unable to do their job. And as of 4 p.m. this afternoon, 131 affidavits have been completed just in Michigan, with over 2,800 incident reports that have been submitted to us since Election Day. Two new lawsuits were filed today by people who were working who were working in Detroit, and a whistleblower who has gotten their information. We have gotten their information to the Eastern District Court of Michigan. As you guys can understand, with 2,800 incident reports, this is a lot to track down. It means we're interviewing these people, we're getting their statements, and we're turning them into affidavits. But that takes a lot of time and effort. And as Matt has mentioned, there's a canvas process and a certification for a reason. But I will just tell you the distress that I'm hearing in my state from people who were at TCF and the way they were treated uh, is deeply alarming. I hope you go and look at this. I hope you look at these affidavits and I hope you hear from the people that were there who feel like they were denied transparency and saw wrongdoing in Detroit. We should all be alarmed by this, no matter where you are on the political spectrum. Um, a, a, in addition to that, we've heard hundreds of in instances of election workers who were verbally accosted, our, our poll they verbally accosted our poll watchers and refusals to let them challenge questionable ballots. Election workers were wearing Biden t-shirts and applauding when our poll watchers were kicked out. Uh, imagine volunteering and going and spending your night because you care so much about the integrity of the election and then to be kicked out and to be cheered as you are leaving. This does not instill confidence in our democracy and these are good people, I know most of these people. Uh, of the few ballots that Democrat election workers did allow us to challenge, our observers say those ballots were then moved back into the regular pile after our poll watchers were intimidated and pushed from the process. There is a canvas for a reason. There is a certification process for a reason. And unlike Election Day, we need these processes to be transparent. Already in Detroit, we are hearing incidents, and we will have affidavits to this effect of people not being able to meaningfully canvas and discrepancies that we're seeing in Detroit specifically. So just after a week after the polls closed, Democrats and the media want to ignore these clear irregularities and rush to call states as one and end the certification and canvas process. We're hearing we need to unite, we need to come together. Well, for the thousands of people who spent time and hours going out to be part of this process who feel disenfranchised, who don't feel like there was transparency, we can't do that unless we, we search out all these irregularities. Even one instance, even one instance of voter fraud should be too many for all of us. We intend to ensure that every lawful voter has their vote counted in accordance with the law, that observers are granted the access they are due under state law, and that any irregularities that have occurred, whether by malicious intent or incompetence, are investigated to the fullest extent allowed under the law. We will not give up on this process until every last issue has been uncovered. The RNC has deployed legal teams in multiple states to investigate clear irregularities with voting, counting, and tabulation, and we will work with state and local authorities to ensure that a legal count is conducted in accordance to each state's laws and that every vote is counted. If the shoe were on the other foot, if it were this close the other way, if President Trump was in the lead in all these states 
and uh, the media would be screaming, this isn't over, the race isn't over, we need more time to count and make sure it's right. But because it's Biden and a very slight lead, the media demands the race is over and there's nothing to see here. The American people need to have confidence in their elections. There are over 150 Americans who voted in this election and they deserve to know that their votes were counted accurately. Right now, and I can say this as I'm hearing calls and hearing from people across the country, they do not have confidence that that happened. So I am asking the media, interview these people, talk to these people, do not just dismiss these allegations out of hand, these irregularities, go research it. Because this is a problem when people are not being able to transparently watch the election counting, which they are legally allowed to do. It creates division in our country. Republican and Democrat should be allowed to observe this process. But yeah. in this case, it's Republicans that we're not allowed to. We will continue to fight. <clears throat> President Trump will continue to fight for us, and we'll continue to fight for him. Right, Please you can go hold to visit so Here's the thing. I want to remember this. When you hear her talk about affidavits, <clears throat> all these people who have signed affidavits, and if you look at some of them, some of them have made its way to social media on what some of uh, these affidavits say, whether it's in Nevada or Michigan, Detroit. They all sign them under the penalty of perjury, which is five years in jail. So let, you know, it's, don't just remember that when you're thinking, well, who are these people? They, you know, they all sign these with the ability to know if they lie, they could uh, go to prison. The American people, when they turn on the news, they want just the news. Spare me the talking points. I think people are sick of the freak parade on cable TV, night in and night out. People are consuming news these days everywhere, on every device. And we're gonna be there. We're gonna be fair, we're gonna be fearless. We feel like we have a responsibility to you, the American people. News and opinions that are honest and real. Real America's voice. All right, live from Studio 6B on a Monday. Glad you're with us to get the week started. Whether you're watching on Real America's Voice, Dish Network, Channel 219, Pluto TV, Channel 240, Comcast in Chicago, 113. Of course, on social media, the Real America's Voice app, which you should download right now on your phone, your tablet, your um, Amazon Fire, your Apple TV, your Roku, whatever you got, download it. Um, it's on everything. Of course, uh, all the other apps, Pluto TV has a great app as well. Uh, on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Periscope, all over social media, at LFS6B. And expanding, of course, on Parler as well. Parler's uh, been so overloaded with people coming to the site that, I mean, it's, they are just scrambling to keep it up. It's gotten so many new users. Which is great. I mean, I, I know you, you, you've got the uh, LFSB uh, on Parler. I've got a Parler account as well. Ugly American Radio. What about you, Paul? Did you see Yeah, I did too. Same, uh, same name, and it's, um, it's in my profile picture. Um, all right, let's do some news here with um, Paul Eggs Nolan, I believe is your underscore, right? Yes, it is. Yes, um, it is. What's going on in the news? Um, so a new post-election poll from Media Research Center conducted by McLaughlin and Associates shows that 36% of Biden voters were not aware of the evidence linking Joe Biden to the corrupt financial dealings with China through his son Hunter. 
13% of these voters say that they had known, if they had known these facts, they would not have voted for the former vice president. Such a shift away from Biden would have meant President Trump would have had, would have won the election with 289 electoral votes. So um, once again, we talked about the power of big tech. We've talked about the power of, uh, you know, social media and the mainstream media. And we've talked about uh, some of the studies that have proven that they could sway the election by up to 20 percent. So I saw that. And um, I I just remembered that Just the News had recently done a a poll as well. And I think three quarters of the American people said that they were aware of it. So the two, those two numbers kind of contradict each other. But I mean, it's not a perfect science. But so. I think that I think it separates it is that these are just Biden people. So the Biden people who never tune into any of the alternative media that goes against him. Right. You so, do, they weren't going to get uh, any news from uh, CNN or MSNBC about yeah, Hunter be nothing Biden. There. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the uh, election software that incorrectly awarded thousands of votes to Joe Biden in Michigan is used in the majority of the U.S. states, including statewide in Georgia, where it's reportedly been implicated in several voting-related uh, glitches there. The Michigan Secretary of State confirmed on Friday that a software error in Antrim County, Michigan, in which Joe Biden was incorrectly awarded thousands of votes that led him to be declared the county winner, was caused by an, an error in which the county clerk did not update the software used to collect the voting machine data and report uh, reported unofficial results. The software administra- uh, administered by the company uh, Dominion Voting Systems. And, uh, you know, Dominion Voting Systems is also used in a majority of U.S. states, which is a company uh, boasting on its website to having customers in 28 states, including nine of the top 20 counties, four of the top 10 counties throughout the country. Uh, Dominion reportedly received a $107 million contract last year to install 30,000 voting machines throughout the state. Georgia was moving away from the from its earlier election equipment provider, election systems and software after complaints following the 2018 midterms. Uh, Joe Biden currently leads Georgia by 7,000 votes. So uh, those glitches, as uh, you said, Rick... Mm-hmm. When they keep going one way, they're not really glitches. Exactly. And it's not a glitch. It's no. something that was purposely put in to happen a certain way, because if it's a glitch, it happens one time and that's it. It just glitches quick and that's it. But this is happening across the board. And I'm sure once they start getting into these systems and taking a look, they're going to see it happening across the board. Right. And Because that's just the way it works. Yeah. You know, we've seen, Rick and I have talked about this hammer and scorecard that you know, was on Lou Dobbs with Sidney Powell and many other people talking about it. And it's pretty interesting um, in the most important election, right, in the, in the history of this country. And they introduce all these new options and things. Pretty scary stuff. Yeah, and they're going to be able to use uh, military intelligence, hopefully, to find the entry points of these Democratic operatives that got in at certain points along the process. And, and that's where I think they're going to find the fraud. You know, as well, Hillary Hoffman because, said here, you know, not a glitch, it's treason. Well, what you're referring to is the bombshell that was dropped by Sidney Powell on Friday on Lou Dobbs' show, which I played for you. Now, um, at some point, she was on Mornings with Maria this week, and I have a couple clips of her. And um, she kind of, well, let's, let's take a look at the first one. So here's the first one. Um, Maria Bartiromo asked her, 
about what um, she's seen in the way of fraud. Here it is. Roll it, G. There has been a massive and coordinated effort to steal this election from we, the people of the United States of America, to delegitimize and destroy votes that. I would just point out here that the words massive and now Sidney Powell is about as good as they come, by the way. Yeah. But I just want to point out that when you start using words like massive and coordinated, that people are going to expect that at some point the the rubber has to meet the road here. The bacon has to, you know, I mean, you got to bring the bacon here. Like we need to see what massive and coordinated looks like, right? I mean, it can't just be talked about. And I mean, we, those are pretty substantial terms to use, massive and coordinated. Well, when you, when you see things like, you know, 130,000 votes showing up, voting for one person, zero for anybody else. You also, there was also a couple videos I caught over the weekend, I, I, and I'm sure I, uh, I uh, copied you guys on those, where you see in real time mm -hmm. yep. on the TV where the ticker updates and like, I forget, it was like 510 votes were added to Joe Biden. 510 votes were subtracted. 1,500, Yeah. Were subtract, same number of votes were subtracted. Within a from split Trump. second. Within like that. All this, they, they moved 1,000 votes like that. But if you don't watch and if somebody's not catching it, you don't see it. But it's right there on TV and they cut away so quickly that most people never even noticed it. That's well, on our Twitter, L at LFS6B, if you want to see that. It was in Pennsylvania. Yeah, and last I checked, they didn't do recounts while the count was going on, right? It well, was... To think, to think you that keep you could, it. within a span of two minutes, which is about what, that, what it took for them to get through the four states that were at the bottom there on the ticker, that started at Pennsylvania, right. and you had a number for Trump and a number for Biden. Then they went through three other states and got back to Pennsylvania. When you got back to Pennsylvania... The numbers had changed. I believe it was it's on our Twitter, but I believe it was about 128,000 and some number. It's like 128, 519, let's just call it. Right. Well, Biden had gone up by that and Trump had gone down by that exact same number. That's yeah. statistically impossible to happen. Not only that, that would qualify as massive. Because then you start adding that up around the country. Mm -hmm. You start going around seeing all these countries that use that same software. And you know that this is, we're talking, when, when we're talking 70 million plus voted for Trump, you're probably talking about 50 million came out for Biden when all is said and done. I guarantee the yeah, numbers going to be the there. the same way, man. It's just. Guarantee it. Because there's so no way he outdrew Clinton and Obama. There's no way. You no. can't tell me this guy generated that much excitement that people came out and said, oh, my God, he's even more important than Obama and more important than Hillary Clinton. Especially because that one liberal can tell you one thing they like about Biden other than he's not Trump. That's it. They don't have anything. Plus, he couldn't put more than 12 people in circles at a, at a parking lot. Yeah. All right, let's, let's finish uh, Sidney Powell. G, roll that. I don't have time. It's 30 seconds. Well, let's hit the commercial then, G. <laughs> <laughs> on time.
We're just normal people talking about the issues. The way the American people talk about them around their dinner table. I think that's why people like the show. We don't take ourselves too seriously. We give them news, opinion, sports, comedy, entertainment, music. But most of all, we try to give them love of country, faith, and family every night. We think political news is a big tent. Come on in, live from Studio 6B, 8 to 10 weeknights. You might like it. All right, live from Studio 6B on a Monday, November 9th. That is a date that's very special to me. Let me say happy birthday to my mother. Oh, today. Happy birthday, Mom. Happy birthday, now, her I David, like. Mommy. Happy birthday, November 9th. She's okay with me, that one. It's the yes. old man I got a problem with. So happy birthday to her. <laughs> you have what? It's your old man I got a problem with. Your mom's cool. <laughs> well, he talked to you the other day on the, uh, nice guy. On the live chat. Nice guy. He said, you better watch yourself before he comes down to Long Island. <laughs> so I can outrun him. He's an oak tree. He's an oak tree, too, huh? Yes. Um, all right. So let's do a couple of things here. Let's do Sidney Powell from the beginning, G, so we can get through that. Then I want to make everybody smarter here in the show, so we'll play him AOC. Uh, but let's start with Sidney Powell. She was asked by Maria Bartiromo about uh, election fraud and what she's seen so far. Here's what she said. Roll it. There has been a massive and coordinated effort to steal this election from we, the people of the United States of America, to delegitimize and destroy votes for Donald Trump, to manufacture votes for Joe Biden. They have done it in every way imaginable, from having dead people vote in massive numbers to absolutely fraudulently creating ballots that exist only voting for Biden. We've identified at least 450 thousand ballots in the key states that miraculously only have a mark for Joe Biden on them and no other candidate. If you look at Florida, where things were done right, you can see that that's how the rest of the country should have gone. But they also used an algorithm to calculate the votes they would need to flip. And they used the computers to flip those votes from Biden, to, I mean, from Trump to Biden and from other Republican candidates to their competitors also. I think Doug Collins had the race stolen from him. I think uh, John James had his race stolen from him. It wasn't just President Trump. There were many people affected by this. We have got to fight tooth and nail in federal court to expose this abject fraud and the conspiracy behind it and get a recount and audits in every place it's needed, which is, frankly, most of the country. I mean, that's, I mean, that's stunning. Again, yeah. just like she was on Friday when she was on Lou Dobbs. We're trying to effort getting her on the show. Harry's working on getting her on. I God, I wish she was on tonight because, um, I mean, that, she says so much there. John James had it stolen from – by the way, I think she says yeah. in this next clip – she says, um, by the way, I'd like to let some of my Democrat friends know that some of this was used against you as well. Well, they used it against Bernie. They, they got Bernie. Oh, yeah. They used it against Bernie twice, thing. right? Yeah. They, they were talking about they were using this thing, you know, in, in like 2010, 11, yeah. you know, in Europe. And then they introduced it in 2012. I mean, it's pretty crazy, man. It's, it's And in 2016, they really didn't think that, that Trump would win. So I don't think they really, you know. They, they thought they had it in the bag. But, I mean, I know some – I heard somebody ask her. I don't know if it was in that interview. She was on with Steve Bannon today. I think Bannon said, well, how – you know, when are we going to – how do we – you're using a lot of big terms here. When do we see it? And she said, I don't want to give away my, um, you know, my strategy for, for, for court or my whatever. 
prosecution strategy, I think she said. But man, there's a lot in there that you say, okay, I mean, this is like where, I mean, this is it, right? This is the whole ball of wax. Like what she's claiming, as I've told you all along now for six days, the first three or four days, I don't want to see videos of some old lady coloring in. I mean, it's just, come on. I want to see something that says, okay, this can change tens of thousands. This could have changed the outcome. I never saw that until Sidney Powell on Friday night and now again over the weekend. Like, so this to me is where the, I mean, except the constitutional questions, which could be enough, at least in Pennsylvania. But if she also can prove, I mean, if this can be proven, and now that hopefully the attorney general is at least on the case here, and he's let these um, other prosecutors, district attorneys across the country say, okay, jump in if you think there's something that's rampant and something that's so egregious that it could have affected the outcome, let's go. Yeah. So now the rubber really has to meet the road here in the next three weeks, I would say. And again, with, with the court cases, as I keep hearing people talk about today, is the discovery phase. Because once this goes to court... All of a sudden, all right, we got to see your cards, which means, you know, what don't you want us to see, basically? So they have to present evidence. Both sides have to show with their cards. Let's go to uh, number two. So she was asked uh, specifically about um, this software program. And to me, again, I mean, I don't know much about it, but to me, this is the whole ballgame. It seems to me if she could prove this, uh, roll that. That's to put it mildly, the computer glitches could not and should not have happened in, at, at all. Those, that is where the fraud took place, where they were flipping votes in the computer system or adding votes that did not exist. We need an audit of all of the computer systems that uh, played any role in this fraud whatsoever. And, you know, Joe Biden had it right. He said that he had the biggest voter fraud organization ever, and he didn't need people's votes now. He would need people later. They had this all planned, Maria. They had the algorithms. They had the paper ballots waiting to be inserted if and when needed. And notably, President Trump's vote in the blue states went up enormously. That's when they had to stop the vote count and go in and replace votes for Biden and take away Trump votes. I, I mean, <laughs> there's nobody who could logically say she's out of her mind when you saw what you saw on election night. Right. We you can't. Ev- everyone went to bed thinking, this is great. It's over. It's great. Right. Yep. And then everything just flips 138. That, I mean, well, this is not, a, not even just, that. It was that all these states stopped at the same time. Yep. And they all stopped for the same amount of time. And then they started up right at the same time again. And that's when you saw all of a sudden everything whoop, go to the other direction. I mean, that it, and then you add to it the, the one thing I think we're all starting to learn about, Benford's law, and it's like those are red flags all over the place. I mean, you just can't look at it. Again, what do I always say? We talk on this show like for the, just the normal person sitting around the kitchen table because that's kind of the level. I mean, I'm not any, we're not any great, at least I'll speak for myself, I'm not any great thinker here. But, I mean, I can look at something with logic and say – well, no, 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 that, no, 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 that doesn't make any <laughs> sense. You can't tell me that the difference between the people in Wisconsin who voted for the president, who didn't, who, and then voted down ballot, the difference in, in, in the people who maybe didn't do that was tiny. And then you go to the other side, and there's 100,000 ballots that only voted for Joe Biden. 
You're telling, you're telling me how passionate these people have been to get every Republican out of office, how they want to take over the world. They only went in and voted for president. So uh, all politics are local, right? I mean, that's a, that affects your life more than anything else. You're telling me these people went in and only voted for Joe Biden and didn't vote for any of the down ballot people in those kind of numbers? Well, when you're filling, it doesn't make sense to anybody. When you're filling especially out in this year. Yeah, when you're filling out fraudulent votes, it's much quicker if you just pick one and keep it moving, keep it moving, keep well, it moving. Well, I understand that the, that's the end result. I'm saying, but they present it like, oh no, yeah, they just they, <laughs> they love Joe. They didn't really care about uh, the uh, the other guy. Well, no, no, what are you what are you talking about? I mean, it's just just common sense <laughs> would tell you that this is nonsense. And what's the most shameful thing about it is the trolls and the and the lefties who all just are so in denial, who are just so so crazy. It means nothing to them that this is a banana republic with a fraud of an election, and they don't care. It doesn't matter to them. It's psychotic. It's because it's psychotic because it's, it's, it's going to be used against them next. Yep. Yeah, it's even worse that it doesn't matter to Mitt Romney. It doesn't matter to Chris Christie. It doesn't matter to. Um, a lot of people that you would think it would matter to. I saw the attorney who fought for George W. Bush. Oh, all of a sudden now, oh, Trump should just give up. He should concede, you know. <laughs> Deep state. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know what? Any, any means necessary. They don't care. They don't care who it hurts. They think it's all in their best interest until it comes around to get them. But for right now, hey, this is it. Any means necessary. I don't even care if we have to kill people. It's any means necessary. They don't care, Damon. I, mean, I think you're expecting far too much from a lot of these, as you pointed out, 20-somethings on TV telling us, oh, this is, you know, you got to move on. No, it's not. It's not, that's not, the, that's not how any of this works. It's like the Facebook commercial. No, it's, it's exactly right. It's, and it's, there's so much at stake for these people and how well invested they are in their, you know, the international deals. This is a big deal. That. Let me tell you something, that Great Reset is no joke. There's billions, trillions to be won on that. They don't want to see anything stop it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Thank God for people like Matt Gates, who came out and said, listen, if I have to go on the House floor and uh, stand in the way, you only need one congressman and one senator for uh, the electors not to be, for this thing not to um, move forward, I'll do it. And I'm sure he could find the Ted Cruz or, or somebody who's as passionate, Mike Lee, about this. If, it, if, it's, if you can clearly see that something's not right here, you know, we don't have enough. Unfortunately, we don't have enough Matt Gates or Richard Grinnells or Ted Cruz's. Unfortunately, we have more Mitt Romney's and Chris Christie's of the world. And Marco, well, come on, let's just move on. Yeah, and Marco Rubio's too. Who never want to win another race ever. Oh, you're being overdramatic. Really? Are we? People who are telling us that they want to add states, add senators, end the filibuster, pack the courts, blur the line between citizen, non-citizen, take down the wall? We're being too dramatic? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, get back into the Paris Climate Accord and, uh, oh, yeah, let's, let's, let's ship over another pallet of cash to Iran while we're at it. Yes, let's all unify behind Joe Biden. Yeah. Let's all unify. Unify behind getting back into the Iran deal. Right. Now we can all heal by getting, you know, we can all unite behind China and their internment camps. Yes, let's get behind Joe Biden. That's, he's a unifying figure, you know. Yeah. 
He already ha he has been his whole career. Ask Clarence Thomas, he'll tell you. Ask Bob Bork, he'll tell you. <laughs> a unifying figure, yes. Ask Charlemagne the God, he'll tell you. Yeah. Ask Tara Reed, she'll tell you. Ask Tara Reed, she'll tell you. Yes. Hey, where's Hunter? Still and by the way, him, Megan huh? Megan Kelly. I don't know what's happened to Megan Kelly. She's seen seen the light a little bit. She's out there basically saying, What this guy's no unifying figure. And she's getting, of course, trashed about it from people like Joan Walsh over there at uh, Salon, whatever the hell she writes for. Who's Joan Walsh? As uh, she's uh, claiming, oh, Joe, oh, how do you defend Trump? He's, a, he's racist. And uh, so I replied to Ms. Walsh by saying, well, how do you defend Biden? Have you listened to his 1975 NPR tapes? He doesn't want his kids living in a racial jungle. You ain't black. He thinks uh, uh, an African-American voting block is a pretty much, they, uh, unlike the <laughs> Latinos, they don't have any, uh, they're pretty much a monolithic group, according to Joe Biden. So this is the unifying figure we're supposed to unify around? No, thanks. Count me out of unifying around anything. This president hasn't had a day of anybody unifying around him other than his own party. So if you expect us to unify around him, someone who can barely link a subject and a predicate together, no thanks. I'm out. The American people, when they turn on the news, they want just the news. Spare me the talking points. I think people are sick of the freak parade on cable TV, night in and night out. People are consuming news these days everywhere, on every device. And we're gonna be there. We're gonna be fair, we're gonna be fearless. We feel like we have a responsibility to you, the American people. News and opinions that are honest and real. Real America's voice. Let's do some more news uh, with Rick Emirati. What's going on, pal? Okay, Big Dave. Well, we got more Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association results. Uh, the Clem McSpade National Finals, steer roping. Uh, Trevor Brazil had a four, um, four roping, 124 and a half average for 10 rounds. He won $27,000. Trevor Brazil is as good as they come. That boy, he's a household name, Trevor Brazil. Yes, he is. He's, uh, I believe, world uh, two or three-time world champ. And then we had the Wilderness, Wilderness Circuit Finals Rodeo uh, in Heber City, Utah this weekend. Breakaway roping the ladies. Megan Hayes, 5.7 second. Uh, she won $671. Bareback riding uh, KC Field, 255 and a half free ride average. And then in the bull riding, Stetson Wright uh, had 262 it. score for three ride Stetson average. Wright. That's a good name. That's, That's a great name. You said, That's a good cowboy name. You said name. bareback riding? Yeah, I, I said bull riding. Uh, oh, bareback riding before. Yes, Caleb. Okay, Field. that yep. sounds interesting. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, oh, get this one. Now, so Stetson Wright's got a brother, Spencer Wright's, the Wright brothers. He won the Saddle Bronc, Big D, uh, for 259.3 ride. He won on, uh, uh, road, uh, he rode on Voodoo, Doll, Lady Vane, and Dogfight. So, and then huh. Steer Wrestling was won by Shoop Stocking, 12.9 seconds. That's a great name, too. Um, 
Football. <laughs> we got a little bit of a, I guess you could call it an upset. I don't know. But in the Meadowlands, the New York Jets are up 20 to 10 at halftime over the New England Patriots. Bill oh, Belichick must be uh, ready <laughs> the to The 0-8 quickly. team against, I think, 2-5. and five. What, a, what a banger this game is. Plus 10. It yeah. really looks like Belichick's tanking. <laughs> I mean, it really looks like he's yeah. tanking. He's entering the Trevor Lawrence Bowl tonight. Oh, I think. Let me tell Justin Fields, too. And uh, Joey Flacco for the Jets, 194 yards and two touchdowns. And a couple other games this weekend. Seattle Seahawks were upset by the Buffalo Bills, 44-34. Uh, jo- Josh Allen, uh, 415 yards and three touchdowns. Unbelievable. And uh, Pittsburgh uh, held off the Dallas Cowboys, 24-19. Big Ben had 306 yards and three touchdowns. Came back from behind to win that game. New Orleans crushed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 38-3 on Sunday Night Football last night. Absolutely unbelievable. The uh, New Orleans Saints now take uh, a hold of this NFC South lead at 6-2. Uh, and two. The Bucks fall to 6-3. and three. Uh, We'll see what happens there. Keep an eye on that. Um, and uh, Carolina, uh, they missed a field goal right at the end to give the Kansas City Chiefs the lead and win for 33-31. to 31. Chiefs hold on. Uh, they go to 8-1. and one. Well, that and- puts the uh, Saints in the uh, – that's the same – they're in the same NFC South, right? So they're Correct. in the driver's seat there because they beat them to open the season, I believe, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yep, they're up. They're up two games. They beat them two games, and they're up. Uh, they're six and two, and Tampa's six and three. Obviously, they have a game in hand because the Saints haven't had a bye. But yeah, that puts them in a stronghold, Big D. So say- all the um, all the preseason um, violations that Tom Brady had of going into the park, sneaking into people's houses, <laughs> yeah. clearly didn't help here. Yeah, unbelievable. And uh, just one more good little story. A 21-year-old Florida man became the first person with Down syndrome to finish an Ironman triathlon awesome. race. Chris Nickick of Maitland, Florida, finished the punishing race compiled of a 2.4-mile swim, 26.2-mile run, and a 112-mile bike ride late Saturday in a time of 16 hours and 46 minutes, nearly 14 minutes ahead of Ironman Florida's 17-hour time limit. Uh, Nickich, who uh, had his first surgery at five months old to fix holes in his heart, joined the triathlon program through Special Olympics Florida in, uh, in Florida in January 2018, the Orlando Sentinel reported. Um, organized told NBC Nightly News he was the only person with Down syndrome to even attempt an Ironman. Um, Nickich also became a Guinness World Record holder with Saturday's monumental feat. So really just a fantastic story of Will for a young man with a handicap. That is so, a great story. That is a great story. The best story who, um, as someone whose wife works um, in that community full time, uh, life skills, special needs, she has a she had a student. I actually believe he's now moved on, but she had a student who was um, a weightlifter who went on to um, he won competitions all over the place. I mean, it, it was kid is unbelievable. Awesome and. Um, He's a big supporter of the president, by the way. Aww. Every picture he sends my wife, there's some trees wearing some Trump flag hat, something or other. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. It never ends with the Trump stuff with them. So I love that's it. beautiful. Yeah. And by the way, G, he's G as well. I mean, you're G, but he's also G. You're Rolla G. She calls him G. But who is the OG? Well, you are. You're the OG, Rolla G, but he's G too. So don't get jealous of, you know, just, just letting you know. So 
right, Rick, anything else in sports? They, they, that's the ultimate rap uh, in sports. Well, right, I got to tell you, that was great because when you were doing the NFL, angry faces were just scourging <laughs> all over the page. <laughs> and when you started doing that, the hearts, the loves, the likes, the, you know, the beautiful <laughs> thing. They're not for long league. Yeah, they don't They're like them, Paul. No yeah. fans left. I no saw fans, so no right. fans that's left. funny. <laughs> they got no them all. No fans left. As soon as you start doing sports, all I see is defund sports. I know. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, fine. Uh, all right. Let's do a little more news. Wrap it up here. Or do you want to hear from? Do you all want to get smarter and hear from AOC? Oh, please. Okay. <laughs> and saying. then I'll, I'll finish up with a quick hitter. It's really positive. Here's AOC on uh, State of the Union on Sunday. Roll that, G. So, you know, first and foremost, I want to acknowledge. You feel smarter that already? So many of. <laughs> I acknowledge, first of Where's all, the just the, the really hard fight that a lot of our swing district members had. Hold on, Jake. Let me make um, a drink had. And it, talk about it. It is not to deny that Republicans levied very effective uh, rhetorical attacks against our party. That, I believe, is, is absolutely true. <laughs> well, hold on a second. Now, what would those... Yeah, those Republicans, they were talking about us wanting to defund the police, rioting, <laughs> looting, yeah. arson. Uh, Look at those crazy guys. Hacked the courts. Hating America. Hating America. And, and look at Jake's stupid tapper. Oh. He, even he's starting to quote. It's like he's get, about to have a stroke. He's trying it, it, to fight like, it off. He's like, how much longer do I have to do this? Very and effective. Crazy uh, eyes. Very effective rhetorical attack, she, she said. Oh, man, yeah. Way she, out she, there they she, are. She kind of talks like a, like a South Park character, too. Go ahead, G. One of the things that's very important is that is to realize that very effective Republican attacks are going to happen every cycle. And so the question is, how do we defend ourselves against that? Sure. If you look at some of these, you know, some of the, the arguments that are being advanced that defund the police hurt or that arguments yeah. about socialism hurt, yeah. not a single not a single member of Congress that I'm aware of campaigned on socialism or defunding the police in no? this general election. Wait, what? And these were largely uh, <laughs> slogans or they were they, they were demands from activist groups that we saw in the largest uprising Jake, in American history awake? around police brutality. And so the question Jake. that we have is how can we build an, an, a more effective democratic operation that is stronger and more resilient to Republican attacks? I think it's awesome. <laughs> yes. No, not a single, not a single Democrat I know ran on socialism. Really? Wow, that's funny because we thought all of them did. <laughs> She's got to be on new target. Oh my goodness. Oh my oh, lord. No, no, not a single person I know ran on socialism. And, and she said that with a straight face. Yeah. Yeah, no. With such great conviction. Yeah. All right. What's your story? We got about a minute. You know, here, Mike Paul. Pence on uh, Monday said it ain't over. He said uh, he said it ain't over till it's over, and this ain't over. Pence wrote on his Twitter account, and he said, "Real Donald Trump at Real Donald Trump has never stopped fighting for us. So we're going to keep fighting until every legal vote is counted." And uh, he said uh, Trump is going to start his large-scale rallies again to rally the troops. So I'm hoping to see you guys out there without your masks on. Well, it's not over, no matter what the media will continue to tell you. And uh, they're going to continue to push. And, and Biden's going to continue to act like he's president-elect. And the media will start telling you, by the way, it's the Biden, Biden vaccine. It's the Biden recovery. It's the Biden this. It's the Biden that. It's all going to be the Biden everything. Fauci's all of a sudden now very into 2021. So you're going to continue to get this media shift. The pressure is going to be put on. 
and it means nothing. So just remember that. All right, as always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders. Thanks to everybody on this show. Thanks, G. Thanks, Fran. Thanks to Real America's Voice. Lock it in on Real America's Voice all day, every day. No place else to go but there. We will uh, thank you most of all, the Live from Studio 6B audience. We're back with you in 22. We will see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m., Live from Studio 6B.